IDK. U-L-M-K. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hey, Workwives. This is Chandler in Rochester, New York. It's, I don't even know how to start. I just want to thank you so much for being my Workwives. It's taken me almost a year to fully realize in my life all the things that you've said about figuring out what I want and prioritizing it. But let me tell you, I'm feeling all the feels. Uh, I finally learned to stop caring about everyone else and focus on what I need. Your episodes, they, they always give me chills, and I'm so grateful to have you both in my life. So for my question... I uh, just finished episode 67 on the three moves framework, and I'm about at the 90 day mark on my new job. I've done everything by the Ask Your Work Wife book to this point, but I'm wondering, how will I know I'm ready to iterate? This is a good question, actually. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, episode 67 about the three moves framework was like really high level. So high level. <laughs> like it's, yeah, because we're trying to keep it to 20 minutes, y'all. We really are. But that's like a book. So to do the 20 minutes, you're only, I'm only going to read you the table of contents. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's definitely uh, plenty to ask questions about there. So we love this one. Yeah. And I think like, I think as a teaser, <laughs> the like, ready to iterate is one of those ombre moments, right? Where it's actually not by definition, it's not clearly defined. So I think it's time for us to clearly define the ombre. Shall we? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Are you getting more out of corporate America? I, I know I am. (laughs) Rate, review, subscribe, rate, review, subscribe. Those words are ridiculous together. Rating would be the stars. Review would be the words. Subscribe would be like, hitting the button the follow button the like whatever apples change it's now like a follow i don't know oh on spotify it is follow still this okay is follow follow us on spotify what is it on apple it's a plus in the top right plus corner. us on apple thank you okay google plus <laughs> <laughs> r.i.p good riddance mm, true <laughs> <laughs> Now that we're back, I have a snack. Everything's great to go. <laughs> Cheese straws and petite fours are the mm. vibe right now. Should give you a sense of where we're at in our holiday. Petite fours. <laughs> I've got a white chocolate Reese's egg. Yes. Going on. So we're good. No. <laughs> yeah. Like all the things are in the right place, frankly. <laughs> so that that's, you know what? That's a great segue. Now that I think about it, because that that's what we really want to talk about here is like everything from move one, the foundation has to be maintained in move two. Like it doesn't just stop. Like you right. can't just finish it and then start on move two. They're not discreet. They go together. And honestly, if anything from move one, that foundation falters while you're in move two, you have to go back into move one and shore up your foundation. So you are ready to iterate when maintaining the foundation becomes second nature and it's working. Yeah. The other way to think about this is unless you are continually and easily and successfully mm-hmm. maintaining your foundation, all, yeah. of, all of the stuff in move one. It's like breathing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's as easy as breathing. Yeah. You are not ready for move two. You are not ready to iterate. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, like 
when you're ready to iterate is a little bit harder to find. Most like everyone is when it comes to breathing. <laughs> I was thinking about like running, you know, like some people recover faster from uh, running, right? Like, are you breathing normally? What does normally look like for you? Are you just like a hyperactive breather? What's happening here? You know what I mean? Like, are you a mouth breather? What's going on? Right? Like, so, so like it's not one particular moment, but I think my favorite visual for this is going to be when we like launch a boat. We, we, as if anyone we. knew what that meant. <laughs> So if you could just enlighten us, that'd be super cool. I need you to pause the episode, not while you're driving, actually, and go to YouTube and look up ship launch, mm. like, and just watch them. And what you'll see are these big ass ships, like I'm talking big container ships or yeah. big yachts or bit like just bigger. It's not like a little tiny boat. It's a, we, we took it back and watched these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's lots of splashing happening. It's fun. Um, it's a cool time. And you'll see that like these big boats are built on dry dock, right? They're built on the ground. And then when they're ready to go, they'll put them on rollers and they're just kind of like yeet them into the sea they're just like so on the rollers them. they'll like push the rollers and the boat yeah, into and it the just water starts rolling and you're like this thing is massive and it's just like willy-nilly out there just like rolling into the water and and then it hits the water and it kind of like bounces back and forth and you're like it's like a cork bobbing and you're like somehow something that large should not look that delicate Light? Yeah, yeah. yeah like and then and then everybody's kind of like crossing their fingers and you're like okay i hope it floats <laughs> But but you don't know whether it's going to float unless until you yeet it into the water. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and that's, that's what I mean by like, everyone's different about when it's, when they're ready to iterate or when like they're ready to calm down on their breathing is like that boat, depending on how big it is, how it's built, where the keel is in relation to the hull, like how deep the water is. It's going to, it's going to bob for a second, but eventually it will settle and be like, aha, now we're ready to go out to the ocean because I understand that the hull is solid intact and that it is capable of floating like it's floating we're ready to go yeah well and the other thing you told me while we were watching those videos is that they won't put it to ocean until they've left it in the channel for yes a week or two or Mm -hmm. a month to make sure just make sure yeah it's not taken on water water. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so i think that's interesting too here yeah so keep keep this in mind now that you've paused this and gone to watch a video and you understand what I'm saying, come back to this because <laughs> this boat metaphor is going to come back to haunt you. Well, and they're really fun to watch. Like these ship launches are like, very cool. does physics work still? <laughs> I don't know. Like I catch myself like holding my breath while I'm watching. It's so this. I'm intense. Like, yeah, well, and maybe great. that's how, uh, generally it was maybe how you feel. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. So yeah. Well, we brought that all the way around. I'm yeah. very proud of us. <laughs> Since we brought that all the way full circle, Holland, <laughs> the, the parallel is this stuff we've started you out with in move one, the foundation, which in your 30, 60, 90, you're setting up systems, you're doing your one-on-ones, you're doing your statuses and they're productive for you. You understand how to do your job and that you're doing your job, yes. right? Like that's you building your boat on dry land. You've done it. You got it. It, it is a boat. <laughs> as you move into move two, capital I iteration, also known as the rat race, you're going to have to keep doing those things. Yep. And then on top of that, we have these three spheres of concern, self, corporate America, and others. You're going to be adding on special projects. You're going to be adding on more C-suite meetings. You're going to be adding on direct reports. So you're going to be adding to to all of these things. That's the ship launch. That's yeeting it into the water. (laughs) But at any point, if there's extra water coming on, if any part of the foundation of your status is your one-on-ones, your ABI, your mindset, right? Your work product, your primary work product that's in your job description, if any of that is faltering, you got to haul that thing back into dry land and figure out where the hole is and go back to iterating on just the foundational principles. Right. So by the time you're in well into move two, that stuff is absolutely there. You know, the boat floats, you know, it floats every time you understand how to make a good hole. And that when you tip that boat into the water, it's going to float. So like as much as we like to think about the foundation being the foundation of a house and it's concrete, 
our foundation here in the three moves framework is not a static thing. It's constantly moving. It's the ocean and you're the ship and it's going to buoy you up so long as you have the right ratio of ship to ocean. When you have a strong foundation, you're then capable of adding on whatever growth you want mm. in move two. You can suddenly come to work and be more present with the others around you, your coworkers. You can be more capable and like growth becomes inevitable at that point. And that way you're, you're like, why is it all the analogies today? <laughs> there's, there's an old wives tale about a donkey who falls down a well. Mm. Okay. And like all of these things, like everybody's trying to get this donkey out of this well. It's not working. It's not working. It's not working whatever. Cause the donkey does not crawl up the walls and a well is a deep thing. Right. But somebody comes by and he starts like shoveling dirt mm-hmm. in the well. Mm-hmm. Right. And the donkey's freaking out. Like, Oh my gosh, I'm getting buried down here. Yeah. You fuckers. Right. Like I'm pretty sure that's not in the original, like little kid story, <laughs> but here we are. Right. But like pretty soon he realizes that like this person who's shoveling dirt down this well is the most useful to him because once the dirt gets down there, he can tamp it down mm-hmm. and then slowly but surely the hole will get filled up and he'll rise to the level of the ground, which is yep. where he wanted to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And the foundation, the bottom where that donkey's standing, it's gotta be solid because let me tell you, if there's quicksand down there, you start shoveling dirt in it. It's only become more quicksand and the donkey's going to die. Mm. It took a turn. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but once you are iterating on the foundational things, then you can start, you can start like grabbing more just like the cute little donkey and his little well that he's trying to get out yeah. of. So that, that like arrival at where you want to go, move three is inevitable. It's like, oh, of course, of course there's enough dirt in this hole that I can just walk away and do whatever the fuck I want to. Right. Great job, donkey. Go donkey. I think this donkey needs a name. Team donkey. Point, honestly. But like that's, that's the difficulty in describing, am I ready to iterate? And that like you will start at the foundation and once that's good once that's good to go you have to keep doing it yep. but it should become like kind of a natural system the foundation requires maintenance yes and so when you ask chandler are you ready to iterate idk ulmk there's an interesting uh metaphor that happens in corporate america sometimes it's the uh the head in the clouds boots on the ground Mm, uh, yes. metaphor are you familiar <laughs> am i familiar i could name people that are too much of one or too much of the other actually yeah how, uh, much, how much time have you got <laughs> we've we've been in the clouds here with you chandler and to bring our boots back on the ground <laughs> or whatever where holland likes to live i like to live on the ground it's nice down here I can see the dirt feel the gravity <laughs> Um, she's going to keep going. I love it down here. It's so nice. We're going to talk to we, I want to, we want to describe what ready to iterate looks like. Yeah. Cause move two has this infinite, like, well, it's stacks on stacks on stacks kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, it's like the most boring way to ever use that phrase. Yeah. No fun actually. Yeah. It turns out. Well, you should be getting stacks. Yeah, you stacks, should be getting made. Yeah. You should actually, be making stacks. Oh, turns I'm out. okay with it. Fair enough. We'll keep it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The first flag we want to plant in the ground for you, um, Chandler, is like becoming ready to iterate is not a quick process. And and as you know, from the Three Moves Framework episode, we refuse (laughs) to kind of put timelines to anything, but we can tell you for damn sure this is, you know, you're not ready to iterate for probably 12 months after starting a new job. Yeah. Like my, my favorite mentor, you all know him by this point. um, (laughs) He used to get, he gave me this rule. He says, at the six month mark, you kind of have an idea of what your job is. Yeah. By the one year mark, you know what your job is. And like we at Ask Your Work don't love a timeline, but right. like just as like a little bit of a, 
a flag on the play, a little mm-hmm. bit of guardrail, just mm-hmm. like, yeah, if you're looking at the end of 30, 60, 90, you got a, a, at least a year of doing that before yeah. you're ready to move into capital I iteration. Move to, right. The other thing we wanted to flag here is that if you get a new position, new JD, new title, or a new direct report, yeah. any time in that period, the clock resets. Like how many times have you been in position? I know I have been. So my LinkedIn is- I haven't gotten to a year in, it, in anything. <laughs> exactly. Come on. It's <laughs> that high achiever problem. Can we just- <laughs> Okay, I'm not complaining. Never mind. I'm not stacks on stacks. <laughs> the callback though. I'm crushing it, honestly. You are. Nobody's doing stand up anytime soon, but we're funny. <laughs> we're podcast funny. <laughs> yeah, like how many times have I been in a position where like the the title did not change? The job description officially didn't change, but somehow I was like asked to take on something. I'm like, you guys, I'm twelve people all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, good luck replacing me job security (laughs) so that's the first thing we wanted to call out there is just paying a little attention to the timeline and knowing that you're probably not ready to iterate for at least 12 months after starting a new job the next one is is really this concept of like you're going to stay right so we've talked a lot about and it's actually a formalized step in the three moves framework for move one yeah should i stay or should i go right right and if you didn't sing that just now (laughs) we're not friends but like but like that's a that's a check and you should be having that question right about now, Chandler, and like the end of the 90 days. Exactly. Should I stay or should I go? Once you have decided that, and this will be the only time I'm allowing this, you can put ABI, always be interviewing, on pause for about six months because you really need to like settle in and unpack everything. You're just like- Plant your feet on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, it's I'll, so cozy. She's going to be doing some ASMR readings later. <laughs> it's going to be fine. But like, yeah, I, I, was, I was in a service position at some point where like it was possible for- the volunteers to be moving every six weeks, which in my current adult life, I'm like, Oh my God, that's so frequent. Right. But the best advice I ever got was no matter if you think you're moving in six weeks, make sure you fully unpack, you hang everything in the closet. You put the suitcase under the bed. Like you are there Mm. because the work that you're being required to do is so vulnerable and so intimate. You're never going to be able to be present with the people on the ground who need you there. If at home you're still finding your underwear in the corner of a suitcase like it it just doesn't allow for you to to like really settle in really be grounded in the work that you're trying to accomplish so for only this brief moment in life we're allowing you to stop abi you do not always need to be interviewing what you need to focus on between 90 and six months to a year this is like am i ready to iterate ombre moment is am i ready to iterate (laughs) do do i have the foundational things down to and art. Is my documentation always good? Are my statuses always accurate and always productive? Do they happen every week? Am I having really good and productive one-on-ones? Do I feel like I can have a good relationship with my manager where we can talk about my goals and they're actively working on my behalf to make sure those goals are being reached? And normally I would say ABI is one of those, but for this little period, you got other things to focus on. So swap out ABI for work product excellence. third flag we wanted to plant here Chandler is that ready to iterate means you're consistent and that your work product is consistently excellent whatever it takes for you to arrive at work and be excellent you are doing and you have that unlocked that that's as easy as all these foundational things too you have definitely seen people in the office who like if the time that your manager says you need to be at work is eight o'clock they're like pulling into the parking lot at eight o'clock you know what I'm saying yeah 
you've seen people who like, yeah, they walk in the door at eight o'clock, but they need to go to the fridge and put their lunch down. They make coffee. They need, you know what I mean? Like they're actually not working. All of a sudden it's 845. And you're suddenly like, somehow you worked an hour less than me. Not that we're hourly, not that we're petty like that, but that, that methodology I would say is not an ask your wife methodology that I can support because you need to put all those rituals ahead of your start time so that at eight o'clock you're ready to work tuned in yeah you have read yourself in just like holland sitting down and like having her 12-step program to get her laptop open <laughs> like, <laughs> today's the day <laughs> but like you have everything you need to sit down and be working at eight o'clock right right that's the kind of consistency that we're looking for there and it takes a lot now i will tell you <laughs> this is this is vanessa confession time okay i am very good at iterating at my job I can roll out of bed and roll into my car in about 20 seconds, be at work and just like crush it. Yeah. Okay. But I've found that like, as my life gets more complicated, this is just true of this last year and a half, as my life gets more complicated, as I have more demands on my time that are not fun and not interesting, they're just a function of being old. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to cry over here. This is a Vanessa pity party is what this is actually. Um, I found that like, I cannot be, totally present at work and doing exactly what I want to do, how I want to do it and have work product excellence if my life systems are not set up. So what I'm working on right now is actually iteration in my life systems right. that will allow me to continue the work product. Cause honestly, my life started taking more time and more attention for me and my work product suffered. And I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah, hold the phone. Yeah. I realized like where I need to be iterating is actually in the systems around work so that work can be better. Fascinating. Right. We do talk about in move one, what are your rituals? Yeah, totally. That allow you to show up to work and do the move one, move two, move three thing. Yeah, exactly. And like one place that we've talked about this really clearly is actually in episode 11 on what it takes to be a good remote worker. Mm -hmm. Because you're incredible at your rituals. You have a different computer for work. You have a whole, a whole step-by-step process whereby you like basically read yourself into, I've now transformed this space, my room into my office. That's right. And only work happens here. Mm -hmm. Right. But like you wouldn't be able to do really great work in that room if you hadn't develop that system the whole life system that supports that yes. transformation into mm-hmm. becoming corporate holland at nine o'clock in the morning uh-huh. and how many times did it take you to open your laptop to realize like oh before i can work my best i actually need my water bottle here i need my kleenex here and i need my emotional support chocolate jar here you know what i mean like correct <laughs> all the things right like and and for me it's it's going to the gym like how many times have i been to the gym and realized like oh my god i forgot underwear i forgot socks i forgot a sports bra i forgot headphones right exactly (laughs) done that it's very irritating right like airpod (laughs) and like and somehow your work your workout suffers you either can't do it Mm -hmm. case of no socks or like you're doing it suboptimally case of no sports bra. Like, <laughs> like you're doing it, but it's like a little bit too. So like, that's, that's what we're talking about here is like, I have had to like reassess that and say like, okay, my work rituals are fine, but the life rituals that are taking energy, I need, I need some consistency there. So yeah. that's what I'm iterating on. Right. Yeah. So that, and then this is also what uh, ready to iterate looks like is that work product can be tight. Yeah. And one of the things that you'll notice is that, you're no longer getting critical feedback on your work product. It's a check. It's a go. It's a, it's good. Mm-hmm. I've seen enough. I've seen enough of, of excellent work product from you to know it's going to be fine. Yeah. That, that means that like your first agenda item in your one-on-one can always be, where's my raise? Because it's never, 
your work product sucks, right? Totally. So like when, when you are iterating, so when you've moved past the ready to iterate and you are actually in move two, you'll notice that like you're not getting that and your agenda item doesn't have to be what else can I do to be better? It's no, I'm better. Give me more money, but like nicely. So Chandler, now that we've talked about kind of the markers of what ready to iterate looks like, it's time to move into like, what does iteration, capital I iteration, you're firmly in move to kind of at the beginning, but like, <laughs> but like this, we kind of want to talk about what that might look like. So you can a little bit compare and contrast on the dark end of the ombre. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, when you're over there on the dark side, <laughs> <laughs> we love it here. <laughs> love it. Um, it's either a star Wars or a Pink Floyd reference. You can pick your audience at that point. <laughs> You, you are the go-to, you are the person and go-to for your job. For like, that thing. Yeah. Like I, I was in a position where, where they were bringing social media into this company for the very first time. Right. Which mm -hmm. that's a podcast for a different day. But like, I knew I was like firmly in move to when people were organically in their planning set, their media planning sessions thinking, oh, I want to do something on social with this. So I should call Vanessa instead of, oh, I want to do something social, but I don't know how we get that done this company. So I just won't do it. Mm. Right. Like that's, that's the difference there. So people start putting time on my calendar and saying, Hey, I need to do some social strategizing with you. Great. Instead of me going to them and be like, hi, you should do something about social. They were coming to me now. Right. For my job. Which is exactly what, what you, you want them to do. <laughs> 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 so uh, if I were to wrap that example up, <laughs> I would say like, when your coworkers, your cross-functional team members have incorporated you in your role into their natural workflow, you're good to go. You're in move two. You are iterating. Another thing iteration might look like kind of in terms of the relationships that you have in your, in your work life are when your manager is out of town, mm -hmm. folks up, down and around come to you to, to represent that team. They don't go to your manager's manager. Right. They go down Instead of to going you. up. Yeah, yeah. totally. Mm -hmm. Because you, you've proven that you know everything that's going on in your job. And like, they don't really need a filter between you and them when the filter is not available. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. Obviously your manager might have more insight to the whole situation, but at the very least, if they have a question, right. About your job, they're, they're not required to go through your manager. They're right. Like, oh. You can speak enough on your job without yeah. the approval of your manager. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Holland can do that. Right. Totally. Like, mm -hmm. Totally. Um, if you're in a position, Chandler, where you have direct reports, when you're iterating with a team, it it may look a little bit different because it's a bunch of complex systems all at once. But like not only are you doing your job, but you're also aware of the like the maybe not all of them, but at least some of the big nuances of your team members. You know the strengths and weaknesses of each of your team members. You know what they're working on. You kind of have an idea of who's going to deliver on time who's going to deliver aggressively ahead of time <laughs> and who's going to need a little prodding to get on time, right? Like you, you kind of know that and you have allowed for that in your schedule. So like you've accounted for their variableness in your systems for running the team, not just you and your work Which product. Which is your job. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. like your work product is now this team, yeah, right? Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Well said. With all of that, about moving into the dark side and you're starting to shift your focus from yourself and your work product and your foundation to these other spheres of concern and yeah. move to right corporate America itself, this up, down and around stuff while, while maintaining that foundation and move to you're you're adding on that focus mm -hmm. to these other areas. And that's when capital I iteration starts to happen. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, that's where I'm going to continue with the capitals. That's where like, 
that capital I iteration turns into directionality, intention, purpose. Oh, yes. That's how you make the most out of the rat race is through iteration. That's how you, that's how you do it. You're like, okay, I have, I have perfected these base level things that keep me and my boat afloat. And then I have added onto this like specific skills, managerial skills, vision skills, hard skills, soft skills, medium skills. <laughs> Over easy skills. Oh, that's exactly where I was going. <laughs> Medium yokes, everybody. Get it together. Right? Like, like, so that when you get to that point that you're at the elasticity clause, this is my favorite episode, episode 18, you've stretched into a role that's automatically yours at this point. Because yeah. people are like, yeah, yeah, she totally gets it. Like, there is no one else who's better suited for this because she has every single little detail, every cog in the wheel, everything sorted, and it's running together as a system that is your career and everyone that comes around you. Yeah. Yes. So beautiful. Chandler, we say this a lot and we're going to say it to you. That was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) We do say that a lot. We do say it a lot. Um, We're going to leave that with you. (laughs) (laughs) Just to unpack it. Yeah. (laughs) Hang everything in the closet. (laughs) Put the suitcase under the bed. (laughs) I think the last thing I'll kind of note for you, Chandler, is... This is something only you can know for yourself. We talk a lot about radical honesty at this point on this podcast. <laughs> yes. What is, what is resonating here? And I'm going to, at the end of this episode, I think all we're going to do is turn the question back. Chandler, are you ready to iterate? Ooh, I just got chills. Me too. Ooh. Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. White chocolate Reese's egg. Yes. Going on. Perfect. So that's where we're at this weekend. Yeah. And pro tip, this is now blooper content. Pro- Stop saying it's blooper content. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> um, pro tip, you can no longer count on Easter candy being around after Easter. So you actually have to go like the day before Easter to buy what's left because I was already in retail. A little horrified by the actual dearth of Easter candy. And it, Easter's tomorrow. Yeah. Well, normally it, it wasn't like, like it was not on the shelves. It was like it had been moved yes. out of the seasonal section and into like a end cap, essentially. Yeah, end cap in like the front, like next to dollar spot, like yep. at the front of the dollar spot. Like yeah. that is the first thing you're going to see when you get there because you're going to go buy that in a crisis and go to, and then go home and make baskets, yeah, right? Like that's right. as you're doing. So yes, holidays from here on out, I think post COVID are, if you want the candy at discount, it was a discount, get it right before the day, not the day after. Right. Mm-hmm. So Valentine's day is actually a trip. To the chocolate aisle. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've learned. Yeah.